0: Gaze podcast. You can hear us live on Joy 94.9 Saturday
1: afternoon via the live stream at joy.org.au forward slash listen live. Or tune your wireless in Melbourne to 94.9 FM.
0: One, two, three, four. Quiet, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, nail it,
1: create it, change it, point it to me, press it, snap it, work it, cookie it, waste it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, click it, write it. Stop it, sip it, sip it, lock it, fill it, call it. This is Joy ninety four point nine, and you're listening to Technogaze, where we gaze into the world of consumer electronics, gadgets, and technology. I'm Michael, and in the studio with me this week is Nicole. Hello. How are you going?
0: Very well. It's been
1: a big week, hasn't it? It has. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff that we're going to talk about, and we also have Sir Josh.
2: (gasps) Sir Josh, I love it. Is that just because I wrote that in the notes?
1: Yeah, whatever's written in the notes gets written out. Josh, you know that. (laughs)
0: Damn, I should have put something more then.
1: (laughs) Can be a little bit dangerous if we decide to play little gags on ourselves that we forget to remove when we're reading it out. <laughs> so, Not that we'd ever do that. No, not that we would ever do that. This week, we've got a, quite a few new things to look at. The Apple Watch, it's everywhere. I don't know about you guys, but every single tech blog that i looked at, every second story is about the Apple Watch. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about that. And uh, then uh, we've got a, a little subject I think that you're, you're quite fond of, Nicole, robotics.
0: I love robotics. After watching Chappie, I think I've become more (laughs) involved in robotics (laughs) and how it's all going. (laughs) Yeah,
1: fantastic. So we'll, um, we'll have a look at some of the developments in the robotics area and some of the things that the future may bring. And uh, moving on, we will be looking at some uh, updates to some hardware that's uh, been released recently with uh, Apple releasing a new version of MacBook and uh, Microsoft with a new Surface. And then finally, we're just going to do a little bit of section on some new tech that's going to be quite practical and uh, quite useful. I think so. Hmm. So let us move on. Don't forget, we uh, anybody, you can contact us on... 0427
0: Joy 949 or on air at
1: joy.org.au and also and we haven't rehearsed this by the way and uh, on 1300 Joy 949 if you would like to leave a message for Heath at the front desk. Now I have an announcement to make about Tech Drive.
2: Um, so, I mean, Handing it over to me. So, <laughs> Rusty, have been on air for a while. Tech Drive 2015 has reached the target of $20,000 to raise the money for our new transmitter. Wow. Which we haven't quite installed yet. There's still a whole bunch of more other things to go through and ordering processes and stuff. So, should be pretty fun.
1: Fantastic. That's good news. So, uh, thank you to everybody who donated. In Australia and around the world, because we had people from all sorts of countries donating.
2: Yeah, in Canada and Poland and everywhere. It was really good. Mm. So
1: uh, we will sound crisp shortly. Shortly. Or crisper. Coming soon. Actually, maybe it's going to be like um, 4K TV, where you can see every single line and wrinkle on, on the <laughs> presenter's face, so our voices are going to show every nuance <laughs> and every uh, croaky voice. No. The Apple Watch. Can anyone escape it?
0: I won an Apple Watch. I did say this last week, so I'm still... It's one of those things I was
2: discussing a bit earlier was was I have no use for one. I have no practical use for buying an Apple Watch. I've got probably a drawer full of wristwatches at home from ones with Bluetooth and my Pebble and all these other, you know, lovely ones.
1: That you keep on trying.
2: I'm not wearing it, you know. (laughs) So I'm at that point. If I buy it, is it going to sit in a drawer? The answer is probably going to be
1: yes, because I'll get sick of charging it. What about you, Nicole? Do you own any? Uh, I have a watches? few watches, mm-hmm.
0: um, but I do want an Apple Watch, and I and I totally agree with you, Josh. But at the same time, it's it's just just something to have. And I know it only lasts eighteen hours, but it's eighteen hours of joy.
1: <laughs> do you, I hope it's eighteen hours between charges and not that you throw it away and buy a new one. Actually that from a marketing point of view would be brilliant if people did we're happy to pay that money. Sure. Is it um the other watches do you have, are they standard watches or any sort of computer no, just, type watches? No,
0: just standard watches. Standard but, watches. But okay, I so definitely you're definitely one of a watch it, person. But I do have a digital sort of watch. Kinda.
1: So my question is, is it the technology that excites both of you, both of you or is it the brand? Or a bit of both? Bit of both. Okay, a bit of both for you and
2: it's definitely a bit of both. It's probably for me more the technology than brand i'm I'm, Mm. even though i'm sitting here right now with you know the same brand on on about 10 different devices i've got got on me uh, i'm not a big brand person it's
1: if it the use of the tool, what, uh, yeah, I, and I guess that's by the fact that you have a pebble already and it's sitting in the drawer. Yeah. See, when I first saw the pebble, and I think I, Avi was the first one in on the station heard a pebble. It was like, oh, I've got to get one of these. But in typical me fashion, I forgot about it and then sort of moved on to other, <laughs> other other toys that I crave and never bought.
2: I wish I could. Me and my credit card stay up a little bit too late sometimes in the in the Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yes, no, um, maybe
1: So are you one of these people that need the feature on their credit card That stops you from ordering between certain hours of the day uh,
2: Would be handy Would be handy <laughs> we're, we're Just not. from
1: certain sites <laughs> Actually, No, see this is where you need an Apple Watch Because what will happen is your Apple Watch will know Whether you've just woken up or not And your rules of your credit card will say I'm not allowed to order anything within 30 minutes of waking up huh? So you can't sleep order mm. Yeah, ordering. Oh, this is a new app. Sorry, everybody, forget about it. I'm now, I've now patented it. It's a new app. (laughs) Michael's left and gone to the patent office. (laughs) Now you two aren't alone with the uh, the draw of the lure of the Apple Watch. It um it was released for pre-order this week or last week, and there have been quite a few people who've put their hand up to say they wanted it. Just under a million in the US alone. It's pretty pretty good.
2: It's a pretty good uptake for something that's pre-ordering at the moment.
1: It is, a, it is a pretty good update, and I know there are lots and lots of companies that would be very, very happy with a million pre-orders. I think so. But not everybody is, because the analyst expectations on this were much, much higher for the pre-orders, to the point where they're now, uh, because they use it as an indicator to assess volumes, whereas now they're sort of um, essentially sh- short-selling that saying that instead of, um, you know, selling, I think it was something like 65 million watches, they're looking at 22 uh, million watches. Oh, sorry, so from 22 million down to 16 million in the US.
2: I think it's like, it's like so it's like when the Apple iPhone comes out, you can line up, go into a store and physically have it mm. there and then on that date. You've parted with the money mm. and, and you've got it. I think with pre-ordering with things like, devices like this, it's give us your money and then in six weeks time we'll give you a
1: watch. So you've really got to be what, a die-hard Apple fan to do it?
2: I think so. I think so. I think them trying them now coming back on how many they think would, would actually have, it's probably they're overreacting a little bit too quick i think they should i think once the actual release date comes on that'll be when it when, you know when we actually see whether the people think the watch is worth it
1: the, or not the real volumes or not i
0: agree i mean i did go into an apple store a few weeks ago and I, and we asked about the watch and when they said oh it's going to take 6 to 8 weeks i was a little bit little bit upset about that but at the same time if I really want something, yep. Yep. you'll wait for it. So,
1: Yes, I don't know, but if they gauge this on the diehard Apple fans who will basically order off the spec, yes, and if those people aren't behaving the way that they expect, is the general consumer going to behave the same way or not? That's the question that we'll find out about shortly, I guess, when they release the watch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, Reuters puts it down as actually, Reuters are say about 19 million in the US, yep. which is 6% of the population, which isn't bad, it's pretty really. Good. It's pretty, uh, for a watch, if
2: yeah. anyone wants to buy me one. More than happy. With You're them, more than right? you happy to wear You want the gold watch, though. yeah? I want the gold one. What, seventeen <laughs> and a half thousand US? Compliment my oh. Ferrari that someone else has to deliver to me later on.
1: <laughs> Josh's wish list. Sir Josh. Sir Josh. <laughs> Sir Josh. Must not forget Sir Josh. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yes. Now. Alongside with the all the hoo-ha with the new Apple Watch has been hoo-ha about some Apple Watch apps. I read I read something uh, that said, please don't make an app, an app for the Apple Watch just because you can, because every man and their dog are making uh, watch apps, apparently. But these are some useful ones in the healthcare industry.
0: Yes. I've had, I've seen quite a few different apps. There's about 13 or so health apps at the moment. Yep. Um, which were announced last week. A lot of the apps, um, they deliver things like lab results, um, blood sugar information, glucose levels. So it's very interesting to see how we are sort of working in society rather than actually being contacted through a pager or a local phone. it's, It's now checking a watch.
1: As your means of communication, Mm. yeah, it it is. And and what I like about some of these apps is that they're sort of they're either aimed at the healthcare giver, so the professional market, or they're aimed at the consumer, or they're aimed at both. Mm. And I and I really do like the idea of the ability to um, electronically be monitored remotely essentially by a healthcare professional for what it, what it, whatever the circumstance is whether it's somebody who needs to make sure on an ongoing basis that you're okay or somebody that needs to check in and have a look at your let's say your blood sugar levels every 24 hours or something like that technology now allows us to do that
2: i think it's, it's one of those great things like you know which would help um, you know elderly people or sick people stay in their home a lot longer if it's like oh you know, Michael checking up on his mother. Mike, you know, oh, I thought,
1: I thought Mike, Michael was the elderly
2: person. <laughs> <laughs> We're checking up on Michael. Um, you know, and, and she gets a prompt that says, you know, Michael's checking up, how are you? I don't know if you've seen the, the media alert stuff that's in a yes. lot of homes well, now. Well, my,
1: my mother has one of those. Yep,
2: so she's got to go up to the actual box every morning yes, or every couple of days and, yeah. and go, yes, I'm here. <laughs> the, Hello.
1: <laughs> now, it, because I have, I, I enjoy black humour. So, you know, in technology, we talk about keep alives. This is the keep alive alert. I'm alive. I'm alive.
2: <laughs> well, look, that's it. It's, it's one of those things that I, I don't think it should just be a matter of, I want to check in on you. Where are you right now? I think there needs to, still needs to be some sort of visual or you know, acceptance of the end user every time of you know your doctor wants to check up on your on your current
1: blood pressure or or whatever or do you or do you give permission for that it's yes i agree it needs to be permissions based but because um it is linked to your iphone one of the things with these media alert type things is they're linked to your telephone home phone Mm. so it's not portable you go outside of the house and something happens you can't press if you're wearing one of the things around your neck you can't press that whereas at least with the watch if it's easy enough then you can press a button there this is basically i need help Yep. which would be really useful. The other thing that you can do with the, all of these apps on the watch, which you can also do on the phone, I guess, is that um, if somebody falls over, the watch can sense that with their different motion detectors and tell that somebody's fallen over. And if it's an elderly person, to send at the location. Mm, and yeah, do the the car thing, which is you know, do you when you crash, do you need help? Shall I call triple zero? Is the watch can say that. And if you don't answer, then it had, calls triple
2: zero. I had that in an overseas trip. It scared the scared the bugger out of me. It was one of those like, oh, we've detected that you had an incident. Do you need us to call emergency (laughs) service? Like...
1: Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what happened to the car at the time when this happened, Josh?
2: Uh, somebody in a car park had driven into the side of the side, side of the lone car I had. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Was it a General Motors car by any chance? It was, yes. Yes, we're we using OnStar service? I think it was called.
2: I didn't take that much attention of it, but the lovely calming lady voice uh, who came over came over the car's audio system did did do the whole. I can alert the uh, you know the authorities to your current location if you like. And <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, what have I done? What have I stolen?
1: <laughs> Actually, it would be if you weren't expecting it. Can you imagine if your car said, "I can alert the authorities to your location if you want"? (laughs) No, no, it's fine. I'll just, (laughs) I'll just keep on doing my own thing. Now, why? So far, we have covered being a a criminal and dying on this show. And look, it's only twelve minutes past five, and we've got lots more for you.
0: If you want robots on air, listen to someone else. Joy
1: 94.9 is Real Voices, Real Radio.
2: That's right, we're not uh, synthesised voices. We actually are real people. I do not compute. (laughs) But at some stage in the
1: future, we might be.
2: Or holograms. I, I, I can just see the possibilities for that. Just the entire joy, sh- entire entire joy is just uh, just pre-record. Like just we get someone to sit there with a the dictionary, read the entire dictionary out, and then we just voice track the whole station, and, and it eliminates people and 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 Elimin- users.
1: Eliminates people,
2: as in.
0: Geez, <laughs> like Terminator happening here.
2: Skynet will Huffing take over that. joy, isn't that? That's, that's, that's the end goal, right? <laughs>
1: No. i think I think the way that robots are developing is that we 're gone beyond the stage of somebody having to read out every single word in the dictionary true yeah and synthesizing uh, you know voices that way i'm uh, 'm I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment called The Turing Exception which is all about um, artificial intelligence and robots Mm. and stuff like that. Very, very interesting. Which is why, Nicole, when you suggested these stories, I went, hmm, good timing, (laughs) because it's all about robots.
0: See, it's a universal thing, isn't it? We're all looking into emerging technologies.
2: It's because we're all inside the matrix. No, no. draw the conspiracy
0: theories. <laughs> Do not take the blue or the red. Hook. No, but um, yes, I've been looking looking over some robotics, and in particular, um, we all know that drones exist, and um, they have existed for quite some time. But in this one in particular that I found called the Solo um, is something that is quite quite amazing. It's it's uh, something that's been built in uh, Canada, and it's um, something that has two big hard computers computer drives inside the actual um, drone yep and you can actually fly it and you can take selfies with it you can um, you can take it over landscapes and you can take it from one point to the other and film um, a particular shot if you wish so a lot of film sort of Goers are actually using it as well.
1: So can you can you pre-program its yes, flight route? Oh, yes, okay. so you can. Definitely program so you could do something maybe perhaps manually as a fly through, and then say, okay, this is where I want to go, and replicate it, and then yes. do it multiple times. That would be fantastic if you're uh, filming something specific.
0: Definitely, and it, and it's it's one of those things. It's it's got a really good uh, flight control as well. You can actually teach yourself how to fly it. It's got a simulator. It's even got um, the actual controllers are also sort of a game sort of control. Um, feeling as well, so you're not feeling like you're kind of using something that's that's not
1: specially designed for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's it's really so it's
1: not a control by your f- by your f- mobile phone by smartphone device.
0: Uh, well, it's got the GoPro attached to it, so you can actually um, create images and oh, things okay. like that. So it's quite mm. um, quite good to use. Um, it's only in America at the moment, but they're actually going to be shipping it out um, throughout worldwide. So it will be here in Australia in July. Yep.
2: Is this one of those drones that... now I had a few friends that had, you know, a couple of drones and stuff, and I've always looked at buying one. One of my biggest things is battery life. The best I've ever seen was about 25 minutes. Now, if I have to wait eight hours to use something for 25 minutes, <laughs>
1: it
2: does my head in.
1: Now we'll sell you more batteries, sir.
2: Well, that's the other thing, you know, is... Are we Are going to have the point where drones are heavy-duty enough that they carry their own batteries, but then that's the negative of, you know, well, it's got to, it's got to carry an extra five kilos of weights to...
1: What, like the sports car that has got a fantastic range of two kilometres and you need your own sort of fuel tanker behind you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did it say anything about battery capacity? No,
0: um, it, the battery life is quite, is quite good. Um, it, it's not 25 minutes, definitely, so it does last for quite a period of time. Um, okay. and, we, and obviously because it's got the, the computer two computers on it it's quite robust reading your
2: notes here it's driven by that uh, i think reading some notes here, it's driven by linux
0: yes
1: oh well that's why <laughs> can can you imagine a microsoft drone that kept on rebooting mid oh, so. air?
0: <laughs> or it gets lost <laughs>
1: just asks you for a visual prompt uh,
2: for, for, for an okay every 10 seconds are you sure you want to keep flying yes <laughs>
0: Are you sure?
1: It's, yes. it's like the Stoush years and years ago. In the, and this almost seems like old world when it was sort of new world back then between Microsoft and General Motors, where I think Microsoft made some criticism about General Motors about if we built software like that, we'd have to do this. And GM came back and said, well, if we built cars the way that they do, we'd have to reboot every 10, 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, but it's true. <laughs> Haven't we moved off a long way? I don't remember rebooting a Windows machine because, you know, it needs a reboot in a long time.
2: Uh, successfully, my PC has been up for 143 days.
1: It's almost like the records at work. <laughs> days without injury. <laughs> what I like about um, the these type of drones is that you can use them for so many different things. Mm-hmm. You know, we've spoken before about um, Amazon doing some trials with delivering parcels. Yes. And he, there's a case where it really needs, in terms of payload weight, it needs something uh, quite hefty. I wonder if there's going to be um, much development in solar-powered drones because okay. if you think about it, if you're flying in clear weather, which hopefully you are most of the time because it's probably a bit hard otherwise if you need a specific task, <laughs> that they could be self-charging.
2: I could just see the Android um, the, the, sorry, the Amazon helpline uh, Look, you know, we found you're on drone number 437. Uh, the tech's actually just been dispatched to uh, check why the battery hasn't kicked back in yet.
1: <laughs> it's cloudy in your area and your, your delivery's been delayed <laughs> Indeed
2: um, w- When can we expect the um yeah, the Solo. I was going to say the Zono, the Solo. Well, they're saying
0: July, so July it'll be actually here in Australia. So there will be some just distributors that will be selling the product. Mm, at the moment, it retails a thousand dollars US.
2: Mm. Which, in the, in the for the specs and what it does, is a pretty reasonable price for for drones. There are some out there I'm looking at one the other day that's not quite as spec as this, a little bit more heavy duty. That was going for about three and a half grand, and mm. there's people here wow. that are really happy to pay that because you know. I'm, being you know, YouTubing at night and, you know, there's now a thing called drone races, where people are racing drones around really? football fields
1: and stuff. and <laughs> it,
2: uh-huh. for something that if I asked you five years ago what, what a drone was...
1: You'd say, yeah, sorry?
2: You know, it was something that, you know, the NSA
1: used to, to, <laughs> to,
2: to, to spy on you. Or, yeah.
1: It's the sound that you make when you talk about something that you're passionate about. John- <laughs> Josh? <laughs> drone. Drone. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, <laughs> it. Um, I wonder then. You know, when something becomes cheaper like this and more people use it, what's going to happen in terms of the requirements from a you know clearance perspective of yes. airspace? Because I think and also well, privacy ha- as well. Privacy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Things are a little bit hazy, and there have been complaints about you know neighbors spying on the other back neighbors and stuff like that. Be more of these. I wonder mean, if there's going to be some legislation that goes alongside with It'll be it, just interesting to, to see up.
0: once it sort of comes out what will happen.
1: Mm. So these are, these are basically a form of robot that we have today. Yes. But there's a whole lot of new stuff that's going to be sometime in the future and hopefully not the near, far future, but closer rather than <laughs> later, especially the drones to help me in my old age next week. No comment. Okay, good. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks, looks quite interesting a lot of um combination of humans and robots interacting together
0: yes so you know as we know there are there is robotics technology happening and it's trying to make it more human or humanized um so Creating different, uh, making different sensors, better sensors, cheaper sensors, so that the robot can actually understand its environment right. um, and know what it's actually doing. Um, and also, we all know that rob- robots are built for a purpose in terms mm. of helping to, you know, create cars and and other industries. But they want to explore that a little bit more.
1: I wonder what the definition of a robot then is if you're using it for specific tasks to help you. So I'll give you an example. A while ago we. Um, spoke about a company that Google bought that makes a, for want of a better word, a steady spoon. So if you've got um, some condition where your hand shakes a bit, it's, it's really hard to pick food up. So what happens is your hand continues to shake, but the steady spoon steadies the spoon on the end. It's, it's like a steady cam but for spoons. And you can then sort of you know, keep on eating, which is fantastic. Something like that, which may be that you use as an, some sort of augment, augmenting yourself, is that a robot or is it only becomes a robot when it can move by itself? What's, I wonder what the definition hmm. is and where the boundary is.
2: Yeah, it's a really interesting one. Uh, for me, I would say it's something that acts on its own, mm-hmm. in that sense of of it's got a program and this is what it does, and it'll keep doing that.
1: So the steady spoon then is a robot because it it, it adjusts to the shaking it. and it mm-hmm. it will yeah, it's, change. It's,
2: it's robotic in the sense it's automated. You know something that's automated to do a, a specific task, which I think
0: would cover it.
1: Now I've just set myself a goal for the show. Every single story that we cover, I need to relate it back to my mother.
0: Well, um, there is a... <laughs> because <laughs> my, m- because my, my mother has
1: a shaking hand and okay. she, she'd like the spoon.
0: Well, well there are robots actually at the moment trialled in Japan and um, they've got a nursing sort of role. So they're actually helping patients get out of bed, supporting stroke victims. So, you know, we we're talking about what's the purpose of a robot. Japan's that- obviously creating robots that have a purpose to help people.
2: I can see some fantastic things with robots in healthcare, and hmm. you know how I think it'd be amazing to be able to walk up to a robot that's your triage at emergency. You know, it takes your blood pressure.
1: Don't let me program that robot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, this is the thing. This is the thing, though. So when you know, it's how, one much, of the, how much do you trust? Well, that's yeah. How much do you trust a robot? But then, uh, like the second question I'll ask, I, I get shot for saying things like this. But how much do you trust a human?
0: Well, the humans creating the robot too. So. Yeah, so there's
1: that element in there.
0: This, this is so if you
2: gave a robot and said, you know, a team of twenty people made a robot and said, these are its twenty parameters that it has to do, and you mm. know, if, if your blood pressure is this and this and this and this, this is what happens. Here's the WebMD version for a robot. You know, who's very, you know, my always thing comes back to then who's verifying that data, and as a as a patient, do I trust that
1: process? And I think that words carry a lot of. Um, emotional feeling and and um, emotional thoughts because when you say robot then you think of you know a robot moving and stuff like that but really at the end of the day it is a piece of software that's driving a piece of hardware yep. and if you look at it that way well we that happens today because I'm sure the traffic lights that we trust our lives with every day are not so there's not a human being at the other end saying oh I'll turn this one red and this one. Green, so,
0: what,
1: there's no little guy in each trap no.
0: I thought that. Yeah. No, there's a, there's no, the, the little boxes. The little boxes
1: no, no, that is not. That is not their working conditions. Oh. It doesn't meet a stringent standards. i need to my
2: parents. I've been
1: lied to. <laughs> yes, you've been lied to. Uh, we'll have to talk about the birds and bees later. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm getting off topic. So we already trust our lives to. Software that controls hardware naming the lights. We have planes that essentially fly themselves, you know, for extended periods of time. It's there already, so this is just an extension of it. Well,
2: you know, I always say, on the, I always say when I walk into an elevator, to a lift or an elevator, mm. it's, it's you know, what's actually yes. controlling this? You know, the the brakes aren't manual. There, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a thing that says, oh, this is falling at this speed. Quick break! Or you know, we're not travelling fast at all. Go faster! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you know, and in, like example the other day at work, we had a. Uh, fire evacuation someone burnt the toast on one of the levels, and the emergency exit doors are magnetic locked. Well, when the uh-huh. tone was triggered, the doors didn't open.
1: interesting. Mm. so so if
0: you had a robot present opening the door or doing something for you,
2: well, that was it, and so we worked out that the it was actually a human intervention that has to open has to push the yes, open the doors button. so yes. you know that was a robotic automated kind of okay if if this, then that.
1: Mm. Yeah. I, and I guess in that situation, it's the unexpected results and you only find out about it in a time when you don't have a lot of time to make a decision or to do something different and that's when yeah, problems can strike. Mm. But for simple tasks in the health field where, getting back to my mother again, where, where you may not get the help that you need when you need it because the staff are busy mm-hmm. attending to other patients and perhaps more critical than you, that for the simple tasks, the tasks that really you know are, are hard, like lifting, A robot is perfect for.
2: Good morning, Mrs. Jones. I'm here to take you to your bath. (laughs) Mm. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that'd creep out a lot of people. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well,
1: but, you know, again, it's a a learning. It's a generational thing as to, yeah, what's going to happen. What other stuff can we see in the future with Robots.
0: Well, Google's actually um, been awarded a patent um, for the ability to um, do robotic do- devices. So, it just shows that Google's starting to go in that direction as well. Yeah. So, what
1: does the patent cover? Well, yeah. it,
0: um, it says it's, uh, it's coming about in terms of, it says, allocating tasks to a plurality of robotic devices. So systems dun, and methods. Dun, dun.
1: Okay. So it's how you control these and get them to do things. Correct. It sounds very high level for a patent.
2: I'm just imagining Google released this, like, campaign of 100 robots marching through New York or something. And
0: <laughs> Well, the image in the article said it all. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Looked like Terminator-style t- <laughs> <to> robotic. <laughs> Reading the
2: article headline, you know, Google Patents Control System Robot Army nomination, you know, it's like...
1: Uh, okay. Hmm interesting <laughs> I, I wonder how many um, end users as individuals become robots if they sort of if their computer says oh do this now how many they do it
2: It's kind of like is it one of those movies where um, you know they put an artificial intelligence chip into toys and then they came alive and you know planning for world domination. I'm just just imagining Google saying oh look you know we're going to start building army, army weapons now. We're going to build... Uh, you know, tanks and things and we're going to put this chip in them because this, this will make them better when when they're being
1: used. And <laughs> what, when we can, can take them over <laughs> and control them? It's it's like there was a software app, and I think it was either the Google Play Store or Apple Store, I can't remember which one, that was collecting data, per, uh, personal data and sending it back to the creator, which was against the terms and wasn't meant to be doing it. But at the time that it was tested... So I assume then it was Apple store. At the time it was tested, it didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But apparently there was some code in there that was only uh that was designed to only turn this feature on after a certain date. Mm. So oh we go through the testing, it behaves, it does everything we're meant to do, and boom, suddenly whatever time period later, it starts sending all this data back. So how do we know there are no time bombs in robots? We don't. That's it. You know. And not
0: only, not only that it actually says that they're also looking at Watches actually zinking um, with robotic robots as well, so you can use your, your watch to actually make the robot do what it, what, what you need. What do it to you do. want it to do? And smart glasses too. So,
1: will Asimov's three laws of robotics be sufficient? That we will ponder.
0: Technogaze.
1: It's exactly half past five, and you're listening to Technogaze with Michael Nicole and Josh. And we set a very high target for Josh and for Nicole, and that's to ponder the three laws of robotics. Will that be enough? And the answer is... No. No. Okay. The answer is no. If you have a different opinion about that or about anything else, please get in touch. Send us an email on air at joy.org.au. Leave a message with Heath on 1300 joy JOY 949 and SMS 0427 JOY 949. Moving away from robotics... There's a new MacBook out. Have you guys seen the specs of it? I have. It is a wonderful spec. It
2: is. Look, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I was looking at buying a new Mac when they came out, and I decided to upgrade my previous Mac, even though it's a little bit older than uh, the new ones. Um, a little bit
1: older? It was around what, before I was born.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my Mac one is beautiful. Um, I don't like the whole single...
1: You know, USB-C. It is not a single-port machine. It has two ports, Josh. (laughs) It has a USB-C connector, and it has a headphone connector. What else do you need?
0: No, I need more ports than that.
1: (laughs) Definitely.
2: Uh, So my current one, you know, ignore the CD-ROM drive, yeah, that's probably how old this one is, but it's got an SD card reader, a couple of USB ports, video out, you know, charger, headphones, mic, and I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. I it would have loved to upgrade to the new ones they're a lot lighter they're a lot you know they look a lot slimmer and sleeker and the better specs but the whole you know it's, you've it's then got to go and port. buy I've seen a lot of things on Kickstarter about you know splitting the ports now and the yeah. little hub to carry to it mm. I, I, I want something I can take around if I want something with one port go and buy an iPad
1: mm. true true I agree. Yeah, and you guys aren't alone. Like, the press have had um, a play with it recently, and their feedback was pretty much the same. It's, they've started comparing to an iPhone and an iPad, which are basically port limited devices. Mm-hmm. They've got two ports. They've got a whatever the connector is this week, yep. and the uh, thing on the top and for the, the headphone. And
2: <laughs> the, you put it, whatever the connector is this week. Like, that's, exactly, <laughs> so, yeah. that's exactly right, though. It's,
1: now that, sorry, that's not only Apple. Every, no, every, everybody uh, but does. But it's
2: that. not, you know, and uh, so I've got a Surface Pro. Uh, surface yes. three, um, it's got two ports on it. You know, it's got a USB port and a power charger. Now, at least with that, the USB ports a standard USB port. You can go and buy any accessories with it. It's still not enough, and I find very constantly that uh, you, uh, two would be great.
1: Okay, but this is one area where the, Mac, where the new MacBook is great because USB C is an industry standard. It's yep. not a Mac standard, mm-hmm. so you could use any USB C type um, power pack, which is fa- which is good, I think. Unfortunately, it doesn't support MagSafe. It, because Mag, MagSafe is another good thing because it was designed so that if you accidentally knocked your power cord out, it didn't rip the whole computer out <laughs> off the desk onto the floor. Well. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things that
2: I want to know and I want to pick the developer, you know, whoever came up with it and say, why change it? I, I've seen a lot of things on forms that people... Like, like, there's a few people, designers, who walked out of Apple and said, you know, I'm not supporting we, we don't like this direction.
1: Yeah, we don't like this direction. The uh, the, the light... The Air, sorry, the MacBook Air, mm-hmm. that still has a, a decent number of ports, doesn't it?
0: I think it does. I think... Yes.
1: Yeah, so it's, so it's just... But a,
0: it's still limited in what you can do with it.
1: Yes, and I, and I guess you accept for a trade-off between lightness and mm-hmm. the things that you can do. But here is a very light machine. It's. I think it's even lighter than the Air, or very close to it, if it's not lighter, that you're getting the trade-off, but obviously the trade-off is just as too much in... in limiting to one port and those dongles that you're talking about are expensive mm. like one of the dongles that does um, essentially USB another USB-C a normal USB USB-C and also HDMI is something like $130 Australian mm. it's a lot of money so you're going to
0: keep spending and spending until you get what you need
1: yeah and then you have all these dongles that you need to carry mm-hmm. with you so one you need of the, a
0: and you need to you need to buy more accessories just to accommodate the computer
1: yeah and and You've got to buy them and you've got to carry them with you. And being old, actually, the other, th- the other theme of the show today is I'm old. The other, the other um, old theme is when notebooks or laptops first came out, and, and I'm not talking about the old compact, which was more like a sewing machine rather than you couldn't <laughs> call it a laptop. But when the laptops came out, they all, all had integrated power supplies. And then we went to the external power adapter. Yep, which means I go somewhere, I've got to carry a power adapter. It only works with this brand and, you know, you've got to buy two or three depending on where you are. Whereas something like this, yes, it still needs an external power adapter, but you can use a standard USB connector. Well, one that's going to become more popular, but it is, for wants and purposes, it's standard. So that if I'm going somewhere and I know that they've got a power adapter, I don't need to bring my power adapter for this computer with me because I know I can use that one there and that power adapter is not going to sit in the corner just for the use of Michael's laptop it's going to be used for other things when Michael's not there which is a good use but it's just the lack of ports
2: so I remember my Lenovo that I had had a charger that had a USB cable and a power power lead on it which then on the actual charger hub itself was a four port USB hub
1: right yes which
2: came which Was great. The Lenovo little thin line thing only had two USB ports. This gave you another four, and it Mm. or another it gave you I think five in total. So, which was awesome. You know, with with Apple came out something like that.
1: That would be very useful because you go somewhere and you've got your laptop and you've got your phone and you've got to need two power adapters to take with you and then you've got to find cables that are long enough and all sorts of things. Yep.
2: If they could turn the little brick charger into something that was a, a USB hub as well, might might make a lot lot more sense to people.
1: Yeah. M- and I carry security. a LACI
0: drive everywhere I go, so I need to have multiple ports.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, exactly. Not just when you're in the office or somewhere else. right? Yeah, maybe we'll see more devices with port piggybacks on them, hmm. and in and out there, you can just piggyback.
2: It's a lot of things. A lot of companies are going to to um, you know do IT consulting stuff. Is they they've all moved to laptops, but they're not using them as laptops. They're using them as desk you know as desktop machines, and they're all plugged into a dock and sitting there permanently. And they stay, yeah. And you're like, eh, it's not it's kind so. of like a little hub. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, which is great for an office thing. So if you can plug this into that, so just having a little hub you could take with you would be awesome.
1: Mm. What we need then is we need some um, intelligent dock station that records the number of time the machine gets undocked. So you can do a review of your employees and say you haven't undocked this in six months. Here's a desktop. It's cheaper and it's faster, and you don't need that laptop. We've got a pool one you can borrow from.
2: Uh, that goes against their uh, their their hot desking, you know, re- remote, oh, true. agile workplace thing that. Everyone's trying to push down. Their-
1: you can still be out. Uh, you still can be agile and hot swappable, <laughs> hot desking with all sorts of stuff. We'll take your PC with you. The uh, some other complaints of the machine: the CPU's slower. They've compared it to a uh, 2012 MacBook Air. The battery life is worse than the MacBook Air, and uh, the webcam resolution is mm. pretty low at 480p. I wonder if this was rushed to get out to market before they could improve some of these things.
2: Were they trying to beat Microsoft's launch of the new Surface? Possibly.
1: Well, maybe, because the Surface 3 has launched. And the Surface 3 is uh, a revamp on the consumer Surface line using some of the Pro features beforehand. And uh, it's the thinnest and the lightest one yet.
2: It's... it's got some pretty... Oh,
1: sorry, hang on. I don't know if you can say one hundredth of an inch thinner is the thinnest and really, and really stand there and beat your chest and say, oh, this is really good.
0: I'll just get the measuring tool out.
1: What's 0. 0.12 of a pound in in, in grams <laughs> or milligrams, as the case may be? Okay, so it's a little bit thinner and it's a little bit lighter. What, are, what other th- stuff is there?
0: Well, there's some differences between the Surface 3 and Surface Pro 3 in terms of the kickstand. Um, I don't know if that's a main feature, but... Um, It's got a three-position kickstand, so you can keep it up and upright while you're working. Yeah. Don't know if that's as as important Mm.
1: because
0: there's so many other things that you can can do
1: with it. Well, actually, the kickstand, I think, is important because if I look here at our desk, there's an iPad that's propped up on an external case that's got... Got a stand into it, so if you didn't need that, then what if
0: I, I, for me, like you know, with a stand, I, I find that what if it actually breaks and then then I then it then obviously mm. I've damaged so, it, and if I've got something that I can actually put a case to, then I can change the case anytime, so it's got that personalisation. So
2: with with I've got a surface, it's it's one of those ones where, um, yeah, the mechanical stand. So if it, if it snaps off, it renders the laptop useless. and they're at the moment getting parts out of Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've deployed them at work. It's taken us nine weeks to get a replacement pen. Oh, really? Right. Three weeks to get a replacement charger. And when someone dropped theirs and got a kickstand, broke their kickstand, it was easy to just replace the device. Exactly. So, you know, are we creating
1: throwaway items? Well, we're not designing them properly because really something like a kickstand should be designed to be it will come off rather than break. Yep. Mm -hmm. And if you do break it, that we are stocked up with spare parts because that's the most obvious thing that you would think is going to break because, yeah, people think it's folded, it's not, and it gets jammed against something and all sorts of things. Exactly. Uh, What other features does it have?
0: It's got a magnetic charging port. For what safe. like
1: the Apple MagSafe? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: a that's an, a unique invention.
0: From for, from a review
2: of one, they come in pretty handy. Yep. Except for they've got a little uh, clip that that's at the end of the charger. Mm-hmm. So when you wrap it up, you can clip the cable in. You can only put the. The mag charger, which is supposed to be able to go in both either way, you can only put it in one way because the charger then pushes against the case and comes (laughs) out all the time.
1: (laughs) Right. A bit of a design flaw. I've seen
2: a lot Mm. of just little design flaws. Um, Your pen, there's nowhere to put your pen.
1: Oh,
0: right. So there's no, you know, there's no. That's why I've got a case and I've got an opportunity to put my pen in the back. That's
2: it. With previous models, you had the you could slide the pen pen in. Yes. With this one now, they give you a little little stick on little stick on leather attachment, so you can stick it to your case and slide the pen into that which for me, um, you know, I've got this machine. There's plenty of things you could put in, you could do to make that an actual attachment. Do you think no.
0: they're trying to be minimalistic? They're trying to say we're like Mac, but, you know, we don't have as many things <laughs> well, we, we don't it. design it as well. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well.
0: I think they're trying to sort of make it a, a minimalistic sort of device, but I don't think it
1: works quite well. Mm, yeah, a bit lacking in the execution yeah. of the design, which is a shame, really, because mm. otherwise it looks uh, quite good. W- maybe maybe we need a USB D connector, which is a, a magnetic <laughs> standard port.
2: I just need like you know, I'd be happy to go back to a DB nine plug. So for those who don't know, it's the old you know LPT printer plug-in. If it did everything, if it just branched mm. off and did everything I needed to do, I would be okay with that. It's just, I think we're, we're trying to reinvent things now that. People are reinventing for the sake of reinventing, which
1: is... Whatever comes around goes around type thing. And I remember in my days when serial ports were 25-pin and not just (laughs) 9. The um, Samsung Galaxy S6 is uh, in the process of being launched, or I think it started shipping last mm-hmm. week. And uh, as usual, there's been the uh, the drop test. Oh, don't you love those drop tests? I do. It's it's quite handy, actually. Although at the end of the article, it did say that, uh, yes, these were controlled in laboratory-controlled <laughs> conditions and yada, 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 and it's more likely that your actual disaster is going to be of a totally different nature. Yeah, and putting friends- it
0: in a blender or something. Hits the tram
1: tracks, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yes, the um the S six um, and there's a new test, the bendability test. Yes. does Woo. it bend? <laughs> it's called the Apple Bend Test. Um, the S six wins apparently on that one. It can survive fifty kilo of pressure.
2: If your phone's in a position where it's getting fifty kilos of pressure to bend it, you, you,
0: It'd you, beca- you're you're beca- going sand.
2: out of your way <laughs> to. <laughs> you definitely go out of your way to bend. If Josh,
1: I'm. not everybody's derriere is as svelte as yours. weighing <laughs> under fifty kilo. <laughs> The um, Some of the other tests were the sliding test. Apparently, the further it slides, the worse it is, which makes sense because you don't want to put it down and sort of slide across the desk all the way to the So Is this Timber when you're two.
0: sliding across on a, a sort of a bar? Sort of
1: yes, yeah, I'll, I'll have another one or whatever. I'm going to pay for it by sliding your, 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 you your phone pay. across. Yeah, pay you to pay. Yeah. You <laughs> sliding, not good. Um, a drop test, The um, they drop it six times from six feet and the, the Galaxy um, survived better than the iPhone. The iPhone 6 Plus actually broke apart and stopped working entirely after 30 yeah, well, seconds. I've had that. But um, what's surprising is overall, there really wasn't much between them because if you look at the scores, so they're ranked, but if you look at the scores, there's not much between them.
0: It's like four or four and a half.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's very, very little. The number one was the Galaxy S6 followed by the uh, iPhone 6, then the S6 Edge and the 6 Plus. So it appears that um, in the of telephones, the bigger you are, the uh, less durable. Technogaze. This is Technogaze. It's a quarter to six with uh, Michael, Nicole and Josh in the studio. Sir
0: Josh.
1: So, sorry, <laughs> Sir Josh. I've been
0: saying it all, on. the whole program.
1: I will have to remember to back out of the room, keeping my eyes f- affixed to his, to give him the appropriate respect that he deserves with his new title. That so time. Thank you. Because you are my boss, Sir Josh. (laughs) The uh, Jawbone, the uh, fitness tracker people, have released a new model, which looks pretty good. Because not only can you use it to measure... How athletic and you are, and how well you're doing in terms of your steps and calories that you burn, and all the usual things that you do with um, with the Jawbones. You can go shopping with it. <laughs> Even
2: better. It, it's another one of these tap and
1: pay devices, isn't it? It is, but it is such a good idea I, because you've, if you're wearing the Jawbone around every day because you want to see you know what you're doing, then and you go somewhere, it's like I don't need to carry my wallet with me because I've got my Jawbone. I can. Pay H- for things. How long is it till we have tap and pay muggings? <laughs> <laughs> just, just someone walks up and goes, Hit me with your watch. Come on <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Somebody bangs into my arm to get a reading off it.
2: Yep, I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna just go on trams with, with a little RFID and just go hmm,
1: charge your credit card, charge your credit card. Well, the RFID readers on these things, they have to be very close. It's not like, you very, know... Like,
0: extremely close. It's ex-
1: like touching yeah, pretty close, much. within mm-hmm. a few millimetres. And also, it's not something that will just do it instantly. It has to sit there for a little bit. So there has to be a degree of intention, which is going to be hard to do on the tram.
0: Unless the- you're forcing them on.
1: A, <laughs> hold, hold their arm and hold it onto the, the paint machine.
2: A, have a bit on a tram with me, Michael. <laughs>
1: No, you haven't invited me yet, Josh. I I was uh, t- couldn't talk to you about that. But
2: so again, like I'm, I'm so skeptical about all these little devices. It's it's it works with American Express only. So is that. You know, here in Australia, we've got a lot of different versions of American Express. There's the bank version of it. So you can go to Commonwealth Bank, um, ANZ, and get and their, American their, American their American version of American God. Express, yeah. which, which is linked to American Express. So is that going to be like, these are all the Yeah, no, well, that, I
1: think it's the same. I think anything that's branded with American Express credit will be used with this.
2: And and then how am I going to show what version? Like, you know, I'm a, I've got a black American Express card and a platinum one. How do I... Oh, how do you, you know, how do,
1: do you how do you flash it? Do, do I get a platinum ah. logo for my for <laughs> so, my watch? So or? what you're saying is we need personalised uh, Jawbones that are black if you're a, a black American Express customer or blue and... Oh, that's a good idea. Patent mm. quick. Well, Jawbone and American Express do have some business relationship and that's why they've uh, come about with, uh, with that. The... Um, the other thing in terms of tap and pay, my Android phone finally got upgraded to KitKat. I've been waiting, and waiting. And one of the things is that my bank app supports tap and pay on Kit- version KitKat. So I now, when I shop, take my phone. I have to I start the app up. I have to put a PIN number when I want to use my mm-hmm. credit card. But I hold the phone up against the uh, Tay and Patrick. <laughs> whatever the reader, and <laughs> it reads it, and people look at me as like, oh, what's that? But it's great because again, I'm going somewhere. I don't mm-hmm. need to carry my phone, and I know that you can get phone cases that have got a, a little holder for your credit card. Don't need that. Well, yeah, you know, with the phone, it's got that pin lock. I think it's
2: great, and it's one of those things with Apple Pay is you know use your thumbprint. I'm going to pay, yeah, you know, pay on that. It, but it's adoption and stuff like you know when uh, with so with with my bank, I've got the little plastic chip thing you can stick to the back of your your phone you know it's when's it going to be integrated when do i not have to carry my wallet this is true this Mm -hmm. is the thing is is all these all these all these companies come up with these fantastic products but then the adoption rate
1: is varied and stuff like that yeah it i guess i mean it certainly keeps you within the community
2: like for, 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 for me it would be better if the um phone companies went with went to people like Mastro and, and MasterCard and Visa and American Express and said, we're going to integrate this with your product rather than this is going to be th- an integration with the bank, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, integrate with the back-end paying system that everybody's common to. Yeah.
2: Then people, yes. then the stores don't have to go and update their systems to have Apple, you know, it's, it's yeah. all that.
1: Although, although with my phone app, it is a MasterCard for all intents and purposes. Yep. So I just go anywhere that supports MasterCard. Jawbone, you go anywhere that supports American Express. So, But... but it depends whether – what's the limiting factor. So, obviously, with the Jawbone, it's American Express only because they've done the dual theme Express. With my bank app, it's the issuing bank. So, I, I suppose that kind of makes sense because who else is going to give me a, a credit part, card? We did have uh, one skeptical overseas uh, a listener who said, Jawbone, what about an iPhone 6? We've had that for ages. Well, <laughs> yes, you may have. But um, Mr. Powney, who's out there <laughs> – Sent in the message. There are other people in the world that don't. <laughs> there is a another. Oh, okay. So the iPhone 6 comes with the status of Amex Centurion, also for Mark. So you can use that for your Amex card. So that must be a deal that Apple has done with American Express, I guess.
2: I haven't heard about that, so it mm. must be new.
1: Mark's onto it. Mark's bought the iPhone 6 already. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Last count, not on a shopping spree during these holidays. So, yeah, that's uh, the new Jawbone. Now, Netflix, we were talking about Netflix last year. They've added a really useful feature, which is starting to be rolled out. And it's almost like subtitles, but what do we call them, hearing titles for want of a better word? Mm-hmm. You know that you're watching the TV show and you have to go somewhere into another room to do something but the sound's loud enough and you can hear what's going on except when, you know, it's the quiet scene because the murderer's sort of got the knife and they're about to plunge it into the person and you lose all of that? Well, for vision-impaired people, Netflix have got a feature called narration, which you can turn on like you turn on French, English or subtitles and the narration literally tells you what's going on Yes, those I have. Of I've
0: got, I'm using Netflix at the moment, so yeah. I did register last week, as okay. I mentioned. And I have noticed that feature. It's actually quite good. Yeah, you know, I actually just turned you it turned on to just to see just like, just to see sort yeah. of how it sort of described a film. But it's it's quite good. It's quite useful uh, for those who who do need to sort of. Um you know, read information if, they, if they're not able
1: to. Yeah, they can hear it, yeah. yeah. Because often, you know, vision impaired is not necessarily totally blind. Exactly. So it, it is literally impaired. So you can get some sense perhaps of vision or perhaps you're going to somebody's place and so why miss out on the mm. audio aspect when you can have it read? Um, apparently it says, you know, things like big big red logo appears on the screen, says word Netflix or something like that mm. as, part, as part of what it does. So um, I think that's pretty good. Mm. The... Uh, the other thing is wireless charging on phones, or wireless charging on devices, full stop. That's been one of those technologies that you know, is coming around the corner and, mm-hmm. and everything else and still waiting. And uh, now, I don't know if this helps the adoption anymore, but IKEA has decided to go into the wireless charging business, and they've released a series of furniture, or shortly they'll release a series of furniture that includes built-in wireless chargers, which... I think it's pretty.
0: So you can innovative. stay longer in, t- in in the store.
1: Well, in, well no, no, well in the store or in your home. So you mm-hmm. buy the furniture and you have the wireless charger there. That you obviously need a wireless charging capable device. And uh, to help you out with that, they do have adapters, not adapters, cases for um, mm-hmm. iPhones and for Galaxy phones that you can plug into, and it becomes a wireless charging device. And it's built into your IKEA furniture. Why are you smiling, Josh?
2: I, I quite like that idea. The idea of just being able to put your phone on your bedside table. <laughs> My my experience with wireless charging has always been trying to line it up perfectly on the on the where it has to be. So, yes. it, and then if you move it, it's just like having a faulty faulty lightning cable. You know, it's
1: it needs to be fairly precise. It
2: needs to be fairly precise. If they could come up with one, it's probably going to emit a bit more radiation than we like. You, can, you know toss the toss the phone onto the kitchen bench and it charges <laughs> would
1: be awesome. Does that mean your phone has to be able to slide to it? Well, yeah.
2: just one that magnet well, up. Well,
1: okay, so there, there is an industry standard called Qi. Mm -hmm. Even though it's spelled QI, and I read somewhere recently that the chief standard uh, is evolving so that the distance away from the charger is increasing. So instead of being within X number of millimeters, you can be within you know more millimeters, not Mm -hmm. not meters, but obviously more millimeters, which would solve that problem, and it would also solve the problem of things like how do you do a, a car charger. So if you've got like a little tray, you can put the phone in the tray and if it slides about it, will still charge. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be on the spot precisely. But it's good that at least it's becoming a little bit more mainstream like this. And um, IKEA will also have a retrofit kit. So they sell you a special drill bit so you can put it into any piece of furniture where obviously there's enough room to fit it to make a nice little hole that this uh, thing pops up into and, um, yeah, use it a little bit more. It's pretty cool. Mm. So I'm, I'm hoping that my next phone's going to have uh, wireless charging. Fingers crossed. It's meant to, I, but who knows. I was
2: very surprised that Apple didn't in their latest model. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I would have thought on their list of of things to add that would have been pretty high up, but obviously not.
1: Yeah. It's um I wonder why they didn't do it or oof.
0: I think they're too busy with the Apple Watch. To do that, mm-hmm.
1: mm, there's another candidate for wireless charging. Yes, because I think the Apple Watch you've got. A, there's a special stand, but the contacts yes. have to actually. That you yes. that's the perfect time to release wireless charging. It's the perfect application, and you sell a you know a great big thirty centimeter by thirty centimeter charging mat to have by your bedstand, stand. Sell more uh, accessories. Mm-hmm. Why aren't I working for uh, Apple in their marketing department? Oops. We will never know that answer, will we? No. Games. I would like to point out that that last question I posed at the end, just a little while ago, was rhetorical. And thank you to all the listeners who contributed to Tell Me Why I Will Never Be Head of Marketing or, or Design at <laughs> Apple. <laughs> no, I made not that comment because you'll, you'll tell me that I'm calling you old again. Go on, go on Josh. No, You're my much. boss. You can do so, that. Uh, so. I want
2: to know because you guys have posted a topic and I'm I'm catching up on here because I was I was apparently Plan B for this because you know Mark's still on holidays lucky lucky man over there in uh,
1: Europe. Oh, I told you Plan B, not C. Oh, sure.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. I'm <laughs> Plan C. So Disney. Have a 3D printer that can sew bunnies for you? I know, it's so cool. This just creeps me out a little bit. Are they trying to build robotic bunnies?
1: No, 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 no. The 3D printer is not a bunny printer. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it is a 3D printer that can print soft material. And, and bendable. A bunny, and bendable, yes. And a, and a bunny is an example that they used for their prototype.
2: Okay, I was just expecting some sort of like bunny army. They were, Disney and Google were going to get together, and this was this was going to be the next plague.
1: What of robot bunnies? <laughs> of soft bendy robot bunnies. Oh,
0: they so cute! It's attacking. The, it the, is a little bit disjointed from what I'm seeing, but you know, serves a purpose.
1: The attack of the uh, the Google bunnies. No, oh, no, the robot bunnies. Sorry, <laughs> <Google> bunnies. <laughs> Oh yeah, the Google robot bunnies. That works. <laughs> hey, that's a good product line. <laughs> the Google robot bunnies. <laughs> What's interesting about this one is, you know additive printing where you sort of layer down bits of plastic or metal one on top of each other? This uses fabric that, and it's a two-step process. The first step, it cuts the outline, but it doesn't pull away the material that's left in excess. And then it bonds one layer on top of the other with commercial glue Mm. and then pulls away the other stuff. And what's left is your 3D shape. Cool. Cool. Seems wasteful, though. It is no more wasteful, I think, than... Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but it's very good for prototyping.
2: Yeah. Looks good. Uh, rather, than, you know, I was doing some 3D printing over the weekend and it took me about four hours to build something that <laughs> then didn't turn out, which I was kind of disappointed in. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well. You'll have to increase your R&D budget, won't you? <laughs> we, as usual, are running out of time. So, oh. yeah, that's it for today. So um, I'd like to thank you, Nicole, for being here.
0: I thank you. And you too.
1: And Josh has plans A, B, And Sir Josh. Uh, and Sir Josh, thank you for coming on board. Um, Welcome. It's been a pleasure. Excellent. And we'll have you on again, I'm sure. Sure. If, uh, if you missed any part of the show, of course, we're... Um, we've got podcasts and if you go to uh, joy.org.au slash technogaze you can listen to that um we're coming up next with dick who's taking us back to the cheesy 80s in this week's a touch of pink have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week
0: techno gaze on joy 94.9